Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Chatterbug stream. My name is Max Roberts. Let's learn some English. Thank you to everyone who is here. Today is my last ever Q&A, and you have been sending in some wonderful questions that I will answer for you today. You can still ask questions in the chat as well. I will keep an eye on the chat, and I will answer any questions that you might have about English language, about grammar, about me, or anything else you want to know. And from the bottom of my heart, a huge, huge thank you for all of the wonderful messages that you are sending me. It really does mean a lot. Um, and I have absolutely loved getting to know all of you and seeing you all in the comments. So let's go with some of these questions that you've been sending in. Um, and the first question was, what's the difference between lie and lay, uh, lie and lay. Um, and these are actually two <clears throat> different verbs in the present tense. And that is because we lie down directly, but you lay something down. So if I lie down, I am lying on the bed. Um, I lie myself down, I lie down. But if I lay something down, it might be that I lay my keys on the table, for example. I lay something somewhere else. So to lie down is the act of lying, whereas to lay is to put something else down. So to lay your keys on the table. You might hear the say saying the chicken lays the eggs. It's because they are putting them down, as it were. Now, where it gets difficult is because we have different tenses. So the tenses of lay are, I lay uh, the keys on the table, present tense. I laid the keys on the table, uh, which is past tense. And then I had laid the keys on the table. Lay, laid, and had laid. Whereas I lie down, I lay down. That's the past tense, and that's where it's confusing. And I had lain down. So that's why it's a bit difficult, because lay in present tense means to put something else down, but lay in past tense is like I lay down. Um, so I hope that makes sense, to lay something down or to lie down. Um, next question. When do you use one and when do you use a? When do you use one, and when do you use a? So actually, in spoken English, we don't use one that much. We would say, I would like a beer, please. I have a dog. So if we're talking about anything generally, and it's just one thing, in English, we'll usually use a, a plant. There is a plant in the room. There is a lamp next to me. I am doing a stream. We don't really say one in these situations unless we are specifically referring to, to the fact that it is one of many. So give me an example would be general, but you would say that is just one example and that means there are other examples. So we only really use one in spoken English if it is in contrast to a bigger number. There is one lamp on the table, which means someone might have said, 
I think there are two lamps on the table. No, there is only one lamp on the table. Ah, David, thank you for your nice comments. Um, I will read through all of your comments, don't worry, at the end of the stream. I'll get these, through these questions. But David, I wish you luck as well. Uh, let's go for a coffee sometime in Berlin. <laughs> Very good. So give me an example, whereas this is just one example. So this means it's there are other examples, but we're just talking about one. Whereas if I'm just generally talking about any example, I would say, give me an example. Um, I have a dog. Whereas if I say I have one dog, it means that maybe someone said, do you have two dogs or three dogs? Um, what is regret? What is regret? A wonderful question from Boduk. So regret is anything, anything in the past that you wish hadn't happened. So maybe something you did that you feel was wrong, or maybe something you wish you hadn't done. You could say, I regret getting a terrible tattoo on my lower back. And that means you wish you didn't have the tattoo anymore. You thought it was a bad decision. And if you could go back in time, you would change that decision. So I regret my tattoo. Uh, and that means, you know, you wish you hadn't done it. So it's something in the past that you wish you could change. Now, sometimes people use it as well in the present. Uh, and that's very formal English. So I could say, I regret to say that this is my last stream. I regret to say that this is my last stream. And that's when you use it as a verb. Um, and um, really, that just means as well, it makes me feel bad to say. So regret is always about feeling bad about something that's happening in the past. Occasionally, we use it to talk about something we are about to do as well. So I regret to inform you. That means I really don't want to do this, but I have to that, you know, this is my last stream. Oh, I can't believe it. <laughs> I've done a thousand streams, everyone. Uh, Bremer pointed it out in the chat as well, um, which I cannot believe uh, that I've done a thousand. And I can honestly say with Chatterbox streams, I have no regrets. I have no regrets. I've had the most fantastic time doing, working on this project and doing these videos for you. So for me, there are no regrets. No regrets. Uh, and people say no regrets when they mean I wouldn't change anything. And the way things went was the way it was meant to be. Even if it was difficult, even if I had a hard time, I have no regrets. Um, this was a lovely question. Um, what is your history with Japanese learning? What is your history with Japanese learning? So from the age of about 12, I knew that I loved the country of Japan. I've always been interested in Japan. I think it's a wonderful country, wonderful history, culture, food, art, movies. I absolutely love the like everything about the country. And I visited Japan when I was 16. And I nearly studied Japanese at university, uh, but I decided instead to study theater. But I have always loved um, the idea of studying Japanese. And a few years ago, I made the decision to start going to Japanese classes. Now, Japanese is a really difficult language. It's taken me a long time to get any kind of Japanese knowledge, but it's something I still want to work on and I will continue to work on. Um, I love learning Japanese. It, one thing that's helped me 
with my own language teaching is learning Japanese because I realize that German, English, French all have similarities, but something like Japanese is so different. So how do you explain something when there isn't a translation, for example? And so it's helped me learn how to help other people learn English when they don't even have the same concept in their language of certain terms. So, for example, in Japanese, they use these particles to express meaning, and we don't have that in English. So how do I explain that? How would I explain English to a Japanese person? That's always what I try to think. Um, I'm going to keep learning Japanese. Um, I love Japanese. I think it's such an interesting language, um, and I wish I had more time to learn it because it's so, so interesting to me. Um, could you say a few words about past progressive? Past progressive. So what is past progressive? Um, I was doing my homework. They were rehearsing for the play. This is past progressive. And we're talking about something in the past that was ongoing. So what I mean by that is I'm sort of painting a picture. I was saying, let's imagine back the time when I was sitting and doing my homework. I was doing my homework. So that means in the past, this was something that was happening when something else happened. So for example, I was doing my homework when I heard a knock at the door. Uh, I was doing my homework when I heard a knock at the door. So we use past progressive when we're setting up a story, when we're setting up a scene, when we're painting a picture of what happened in the past. So I was doing my homework when I heard a knock at the door. So we use it to describe an activity and then something else happening on top of it in the past. I was cleaning the windows and then the window broke. Um, I was at the gym and then I saw my friend. I hope that makes sense. What does long-limbed mean? What does long-limbed mean? What does long-limbed mean? So what are your limbs? Well, your limbs are your arms and your legs. Those are your limbs. Uh, they are all of the parts that sort of come off your body. Your arms and your legs are your limbs. Um, so you can say if someone is missing a limb, it means they are missing either an arm or a leg. Um, it's limbs, limbs, arm or leg. And so something that is long-limbed has these long arms or long legs or both. So for example, I would say a sloth is long-limbed because they have long, long arms. If you say a person is long-limbed, it means that their legs and arms are unusually long for a person. So she was long-limbed means she has long arms and long legs. Um, what is correct? Put this thing on or put on this thing? Um, both are correct. And there are some situations where English speakers will naturally use more, one more, and other examples where English speakers will use the other more. So she put her coat on or she put on her coat. Now, I would usually say she put her coat on. But if I'm telling someone something, I would say, put on your coat. Put on your coat. So 
Both are correct. Both are fine. Um, just have to listen to what English speakers generally do and try and copy. But I would say neither is wrong. You can say both. What does it mean if someone is clingy? Clingy, so a clingy man or a clingy woman, a clingy boy or a clingy girl. So if you're dating someone, you could say they're a bit clingy if they kind of always want to sort of know where you are, always want to see you, always want to spend time with you, text you all the time. Someone who's a bit clingy is just sort of a little bit too much in a relationship. So they are texting you, they want to know where you are, they want to see you all the time. So they're like, what can we do tonight? Uh, maybe let's watch a movie. Great. And then let's do something tomorrow morning. Mm, I'm busy tomorrow morning. Okay, well, maybe tomorrow afternoon. Uh, maybe I'm a bit busy tomorrow afternoon as well. Okay, what are you doing on Saturday? And then it's sort of like all too much. So that is someone who is a bit clingy. They're a bit clingy. It's too much. Um, so, you know, maybe your friend is dating someone and they go, oh, this new girl I'm dating, she's so clingy. She texts me 25 hours, 24 hours a day, all the time. She wants to see me all the time. When we're at the flat together, she's always got her arms around me. She's too clingy for me. I think I'm going to break up with her. What is the difference between job and work? Job and work. So when people say, what do you do for work or what is your job? So the main way that I would see this is your job is what you do specifically, what your role is. So my job is I am a cleaner or I am a streamer or I am an actor or I am a scientist. Those are all jobs. Whereas work is more just the idea of putting in work to get money. Um, so the job is the role, whereas the work is just what you, is the action um, of going to a place, spending your time there and being paid to do it. So that is working. So what do you do for work? They are saying specifically, what is your job? But the idea is, you know, what do you do for work? Because we all have to work. So a job is the specific thing you do. Work is the action. Um, my job, for example, is streaming. And I'm also a theatre director. Um, and that is my next project. I'll be working on a show, which I'm very excited about. And uh, whereas working is, and work is just the action of doing the thing and getting the money for it. Is there any difference between sometimes and at times, or are they synonyms? Is there any difference between sometimes and at times, or are they synonyms? So I would say sometimes is a little bit more frequent than at times, and both of them, they're almost synonyms. So you can pretty much use them in the same sentences in the same way, with roughly the same meaning. If I said something like, sometimes I feel sad, that means it could be something that happens quite regularly or occasionally. If I say, at times I am sad, it means it really does, it doesn't happen often, but it can happen. So for me, if this is super often, and this is very, very, very rarely, I would say sometimes is sort of here, 
at times is sort of here. So sometimes is something that could happen and you're likely to see at times is a bit more rare, a bit less likely to happen. So, you know, let's say you're dating someone and you decide to have a serious chat and you go, sometimes you really hurt my feelings. And that means probably happens more than you like. If I said at times you really hurt my feelings and that means it really doesn't happen very often, but it does happen. I hope that makes sense. Maybe you could stream on YouTube, someone asked me. Well, watch this space because I've been doing streams now. I've done a thousand streams. I've been streaming for over two years and I love it so much. And I promise you all, there will be a way to watch me talk about English in future. I'm working out the exact details. In the meantime, if you like, you can follow me on Instagram and I will announce anything on Instagram. Um, when I decide to carry on with streaming or, or doing videos. I'll probably start on Instagram uh, and then maybe expand into YouTube if I have the time. Um, I love doing this. I love, love, love talking about my language on camera. And so I really, really do wish to continue doing this in some way. So please, 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 you can follow me on Instagram and I promise I will announce on there exactly what I do and how I continue with streams and how I continue with English teaching. It is not the end. It is not the end. It is just my last stream at Chatterbug today, but I will continue this in some way. What was the most difficult stream to make? What was the most difficult stream to make? So here is a little bit of backside information, uh, background information for you. Um, I did a stream where I interviewed myself um, and this was done on April the 1st and it was a trick. Now there were a lot of reasons why the stream was difficult and the first reason is because I didn't tell anyone at Chatterbug apart from one colleague that I was doing this. I only told one person at Chatterbug that we were doing this and that was the person who helped me film the video. That was Tori, so a huge thank you to Tori. Uh, who worked with us at Chatterbug um, on the technical side, getting the uh, streams looking beautiful and designing the streams and making all the camera work and the lighting and everything good. And with this, we had to record half of the interview in advance because the stream was live. So I did a live stream. I was reacting to comments, but I also had to interview a video that was already pre-recorded. We had a green screen background. We split the screen. And so half of the screen was pre-recorded and half of the screen was live. And so I had to fill the gaps perfectly. And so I had to practice with the video to make sure that I didn't spend too long asking the questions or that I didn't answer the question, ask the questions too quickly. And there was a gap. I had to fill the gaps perfectly. Um, and if you watch the video again, there are small moments where you can hear that I didn't quite get the timing right, where he cuts the other one off slightly. Uh, but this was a really fun video to do, and it was really difficult because I also had to keep it secret. And everyone at the office was like, who's the special guest you're interviewing? Tell me who you're interviewing. Who is the special guest? And I was saying, no, I'm not going to say because this person doesn't want anyone to know. It's a big surprise. It's a, a real, and then they were all asking, is it someone famous? 
um, is it someone, you know, have you got a celebrity coming? And I said, well, anyone who watches Chatterbug knows who this person is. And that was what I was saying in the office. And of course, the big surprise was that I was interviewing myself, which was really fun. It was a really good stream. I was very, very proud of it. And that was probably the hardest one. The other hardest one was eating snails because I really didn't want to eat snails. It's on the French channel. Um, I didn't want to eat them, but I thought I'm going to do it for the stream. So I tried snails and it was a bit weird. It's, uh, I enjoyed them, but I don't think I'll eat them again soon. What were my expectations when you started at Chatterbug? And uh, after this question, I will read through the comments. So if you have any comments or questions, you can ask them now. I will read through them. But this question, what were your expectations when you started at Chatterbug? And truthfully, I really didn't have many expectations. Um, so Chatterbug came at a time when I didn't really know what I was doing. I had just moved to Berlin. Um, I had been living in Berlin for about five months, four months. Um, I was running out of money. <laughs> and um, I just moved into a new apartment, and beautiful big apartment, the apartment that I'm in now. Theatre work was kind of dead. My background was in theatre, but because it was in the pandemic, there was no theatre available, no theatre jobs available. Uh, and I was in a new city and I thought, what am I going to do? And I had applied for a translation job because I speak English and German and I didn't really want to do the translation job. And I live very close to the Chatterbug office and I walked um, and my housemate had mentioned to me, oh, maybe you should write to Chatterbug. I've seen the adverts around. Uh, they're an app for language learners. And I thought, okay, maybe I could do something with language learning. And I looked online and they had this job ad and they were looking for someone who's comfortable in camera, who likes talking about languages, who likes um, uh, being creative and um, is sort of thinks they're entertaining. And I, I thought, wow, this job is perfect. Like you could not get a more for me job that isn't in theater. And so I sent my application video uh, where I sang a song, which I always do. Uh, and I often sing in streams as well. Uh, and I got offered the job. Um, what were my expectations? So when we started, it wasn't the main focus of Chatterbug. It was a sort of side project. And so I didn't meet anyone in the team. I was doing all of my streams at home. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I was doing my streams at home in front of a background. And then before we knew it, the team got bigger and we moved to the studio and it became the main focus. And all of a sudden, we were doing these big, big streams with a team of 20 people, and uh, it really, really changed, and it got bigger and bigger and bigger. Then, of course, you know, things changed again, and the focus of Chatterbug changed again. Um, and so it's always been kind of moving up and down. We've been doing different things, trying different things. It's always been an experiment. And I will honestly say I've never had any expectations, and actually one of the things that blew away my expectations was just how much friendliness and kindness from the viewers that I had, and also how, for whatever reason, people enjoyed my videos and wanted to connect with me, um, and I got to connect with people from all over the world. And that's one thing I have loved about it, and that I was not expecting. I was not expecting to chat to people from all over the world because of streams, and to have so many people 
looking forward to my videos and watching my videos. My videos have been watched um, 1.6 million times, uh, all of my videos, all combined the views, and I'm very, very proud of that. Uh, and I go away, honestly, Chatterbug has changed my life a bit because I can now work with streaming jobs. I can now say that I have 1.6 million viewers. Um, I've been offered other jobs from my streaming experience. So really, I had no expectations and Chatterbug blew them all away. Um, so everyone, I'm going to look in the comments now and look for your questions. Uh, I know that there's a lot of questions. So um, Bella the Bee, will the Chatterbug app stay so that we can watch old streams? As far as I know, all of the old streams are staying there. Um, there's a thousand videos from me and there are hundreds and thousands of videos from other streamers as well. So there is a lot of content to get through. Uh, thousands of hours of worth of English lessons and German and French and Spanish lessons. Um, so all of the videos should be staying online in some way and I'm sure you will all continue to watch them. Um, so, you know, I hope you keep enjoying these videos for a long time to come. Um, Suzanne, thank you for your wonderful streams. Always entertaining and enlightening. Awesome. Thank you for watching. I love doing them. Um, Bremer83. Um, hi, Max. For the last time, a chat about greetings from Bremer. Thank you for the wonderful time and more than a thousand streams. Let's celebrate. Uh, let's celebrate your last stream. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you. It's good to see so many regular viewers in the stream today as well. Um, it's obviously a sad moment for me. Um, but I am so glad to have all of you here and sending me such lovely messages. Uh, Nikki84, so sad to read that this is your last stream. Thank you for your wonderful English lessons. It helps so much to improve my English. All the best for you. You are a great teacher. Thank you so much, Nikki84, for being a wonderful student. I appreciate you, and I'm glad that you've been watching my videos. Thank you for your lovely message. Samaye, I hope you will be successful in your next stage of work and life. I have a really exciting job to go to. I start on May the 1st. Uh, if you follow me on Instagram, I'm sure you'll see what I'm up to next. I'm very, very excited about this new job. It has come at the perfect time. So while I'm super sad to say goodbye to Chatterbug, I will be very much looking forward to starting my new job. Um, so it's been wonderful. Um, and things happen the way they're supposed to happen. I believe that. Um, Emma Fina, thank you so much. It was a great pleasure to follow your streams. It's so sad. All the best for your future. Uh, thank you so much. And all the best for your future and your English learning as well. Teata, hi, I wish you the best in your future. Thank you for your lessons. I also wish you the best. You are more than welcome. All of you, Emma Fina, Herta, I love doing these lessons. So I'm, I'm so grateful that I had viewers to watch my me being silly on camera and having fun. Um, because ultimately, that's what I always try to bring to every stream is my own personality, my fun, uh, and, and I like to have fun in these videos. Um, Bremer83, what is or are, in your opinion, the most difficult parts in English language for non-native speakers to learn? I think, for me, English spelling is really, really hard to learn. Um, English spelling is not consistent at all. You basically have to learn every word individually. It's because English is a sort of weird mix. It's like a Germanic language, but with a lot of Latin and French influence. Um, and so it's a sort of Frankenstein language. That's like how I like to see it. Uh, and that means that the spelling is not consistent. 
Um, we never had in English what we call spelling reforms, where they try and make the language consistent, and so English spelling is hard. Phrasal verbs are difficult as well. We do a lot of streams about phrasal verbs, how an in or an on can change the meaning of a verb completely. Put in, put on, put off, put, um, put under. Those all mean completely different things. Uh, and it's very, very hard to know what it means. We did a lot of videos on those, so please check out my phrasal verb videos. Um, and anything else? Um, yes, I would say the lack of consistency in English is difficult. It's not as rule-based as some other languages. So, for example, German has very hard grammar, but German grammar is always consistent. So once you've learned the rules, that's it, and you know how it works. Whereas English doesn't really have any rules. You just have to sort of learn it as you go. So that's quite difficult with English. Uh, thank you, David, for your wonderful messages. Um, thank you to all my Chatterbug colleagues. I've loved working with all of you, and um, I hope I will see you all very soon. Um, Elfrida, you're welcome. Um, Ola, dear Max, I wish you all the best for your career and private life. Thank you so much for your great streams. I really enjoy them. I've enjoyed doing them. Thank you for your wonderful wishes. Um, the future calls, the future calls, and I'm excited to see what the future brings. Language teaching will be a part of it in some way. I promise all of you that. Um, Aliona, how do you manage to learn so many languages? So I was lucky. Um, I went to an international school when I was a child, and there I had to learn German and French to quite a high level. Um, and so that helped me. Um, without that school, I probably wouldn't speak as good German or as good French as I do. Um, I also have German family, which helped me learn German. Um, and other things, I've just always been interested in languages. My mum's the same. And so I like dipping in other languages. So even in languages that I don't know very well, Spanish, Mandarin, uh, Korean, Japanese, um, I, uh, Scandinavian languages, I like to just know a little bit about each language, even if it's not much. So it's just a personal passion of mine. It's something I really care about um, learning. I know how to say I love you in like 20 languages. <laughs> That's something I want to keep doing. I, uh, and also, if I have a friend from another country, I love to ask them about their language. So I had a Vietnamese friend for a while. I learned a bit of Vietnamese from them, things like that. That's sort of, I like to pick up languages. Um, there's so many lovely messages, thank you. Uh, Arroyo, I will miss you, Max. I wish you the best for your life. Thank you for everything. Thank you, Arroyo, uh, another regular viewer. Um, I really, really appreciate you being in the streams. Um, Susan, I think that la the language is the key to a people and to their culture. For example, Japanese, I agree. Unless you learn the language, I feel like there is always a part of a culture that will remain a mystery to you. Um, so to really understand a culture through and through, you have to know their language as well. That doesn't mean you can't have a very good understanding, but a complete understanding, culture and language go hand in hand. And so for me, there's still, because I don't speak fluent Japanese, there's still things about Japanese culture that are a mystery to me. I look forward to learning them. Hey, dear Max, I'm so grateful for everything. You were always very kind and a motivation to learn English in a fun way. I'll definitely miss this, but I'm so happy for your new projects. You will do great. Love you so much. A lot of love to you as well, Wenmei. Thank you for your wonderful contributions to my comment uh, in the comments and for watching my streams. It has always been a lot of fun. Um, I, I really hope 
somehow when I keep doing these lessons that you can all still be a part of it. So thank you so much. Um, Yosemite, thank you so much for everything. It was a pleasure to see all your streams. All the best for you. Thank you, Yosemite. Uh, I really appreciate that. It was always great to see you as well. And um, I really wish you the best as well. Keep learning English. Uh, keep going. Uh, learning a language is a lifelong task. You can never finish. There are things about English I'm still learning. I still hear words in English that I don't know. You never stop learning a language. It is this thing that you unlock slowly over time, and it gets more interesting and more deep and more complex as you go. Kramer, what are your memories of your very first Chatterbug stream? So this is interesting. There were three stages. The first was obviously my sort of audition video, where I had to write and create a stream with no idea of what streams even would be. Um, and in that one, I remember I sang a Gloria Estefan song uh, <laughs> to get the job. Um, and the song was uh, one, two, three, four. Come on, baby, say you love me five, six, seven times. And I used that song to teach um, to teach uh, telling the time in German. <laughs> and so um, that was one of my absolute first. That was my very, very first stream in a way. Um, I can't remember exactly what the first stream was. Um, for the company, but we worked on them for a few months without any kind of audience. So we worked on them, just me in my bedroom, doing the streams, practicing, making videos, figuring out what works, what doesn't. And then it was about May that year that we started opening it up to the public and we had our first viewers. And I just remember being so nervous at the idea of people from anywhere on the world watching my stream. And so first it started with only a few, then it got bigger and bigger. And then before I knew it, hundreds of people were watching my videos. And that was quite a crazy feeling. And I remember feeling nervous at the first one going out to the public. It was a real strange feeling. I can't remember what it was about, sadly, but I do remember having this weird nervous feeling. It took me a few, it took me a few weeks to get not nervous anymore. Now I'm never nervous with streams, but I used to get quite nervous. Um, Yazam. Max, I would like to say thank you for your kindness, consistent uh, positivity. Thank you so much to you as well. Um, thank you for watching. Um, I've always tried to be enthusiastic and happy and warm when I do my stream, so I'm glad that came across. Um, Bella the Bee said, uh, that's a little comfort that you can watch the videos. Yeah, that's great. Now, honestly, all these videos will stay on the Chatterbug app. There are thousands of videos to watch, so please keep watching the videos. Um, I uh, I really hope that people can keep using them for um, to help improve their English. Uh, Cynthia, are you leaving us? What terrible news! Your streams were the best. I will I will miss them. Uh, yes, I'm moving on to a new project, um, and I will be moving on from Chatterbox streams. Today is my last stream. I have loved doing it. Uh, and there is absolutely no bad feelings, nothing. There's no negative reason. It is just time to move on, uh, time to start a new chapter in life. So thank you. I'm glad that you've enjoyed the streams. I'm sorry that you will miss them. Um, but you know, after two years, it is time to move on to new things. I think we should always challenge ourselves, always push ourselves to do new things and not get too stuck. So thank you for your support so far. 
Though do, you're welcome. I'm glad I could help. Thank you for always asking wonderful questions for my Q&As. It's really helpful to have great questions. Odelgado, hello, Max. I appreciate your time. I really enjoyed your streams, and I wish you the best. You deserve it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Odelgado. I really appreciate you watching my streams, being in the chat, being a part of the Chatterbug family. Uh, so thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Raymundo, good to see you. Anna, uh, thank you, Max. I loved and enjoyed your streams. I learned a lot. You're an amazing teacher. Thank you, Anna. Thank you so much for watching. I've always enjoyed seeing you in the chat. Uh, hi, Max from, uh, from India, says Manik Natai. Good to see you. Good to see you, and uh, thank you for being part of a very, very special last stream. Bremer, I watched your first stream in the Chatterbug archive some months ago. Oh, wow. I, I need to find that. <laughs> I need to see what it is, because I cannot, I cannot remember what it was. Um, Bremer, how about a weekly language learning podcast? I would be one of your first subscribers. I've, podcast is something I've been thinking about, actually. Um, and I've, I've been talking to a friend about it, so... Let's see, watch this space. Keep following me on Instagram and I will, uh, I'll post anything about Tatterbug on there uh, to make sure that you can all find what I'm up to next. Um, and Ola is asking, are you staying in Berlin or do you have to move somewhere else for your project? So my new project is in Berlin. Um, I'm working in a theater here in Berlin. Uh, I'm very, very excited to start work on this new project. I start on May the 1st. I'm going to have a nice, holiday until then i'm going back to the uk to london to see my friends and family and then i'm spending a few days with my mum and dad exploring germany uh before i start this job and then i start the job on the first of may so it's all very exciting it's all great it's all positive and um just to say one more time before i sign off because this stream has been nearly 40 minutes <laughs> which is probably my record from the bottom of my heart, thank you all for watching my videos. Chatterbug has genuinely changed my life, and meeting all of you has changed my life. And um, it has been an amazing, amazing, amazing two years. Some of you obviously have been watching me for two years. Some of you have found me more recently. Um, all of you are equally important and, uh, and have been a part of what has made this app so great and so wonderful and so much fun. Um, it's been really, really moving to me to know that me sitting here in my bedroom and making silly videos and talking to people uh, has affected people positively around, their, around the world. When I get messages from people from South America, from the Middle East, from Asia, from Africa, from Europe, um, telling me that they enjoy my videos, I sort of can't believe it. Um, I've had people message me from war zones, from countries where life is very difficult, um, from very privileged places as well. Um, I've made friends from this, and uh, I absolutely will remember this experience for the rest of my life. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so, so much for all your wonderful messages. Um, it's really been special. There's a couple more messages. Have a nice holiday and all the best for your future for you as well. Take care. Thank you so much. Take care as well. Uh, farewell. Um, Elfrida, I have no one to talk English with, but your streams help me a lot to understand English speaking. That's so important. 
that you get to hear how English is spoken, how English sounds. Thank you. Bremer, when can we see your first theatre project live in Berlin? I can't say what it is just yet because I have to sign the contract. That's what I'm doing <laughs> after this stream. <laughs> so um, I'll be going to the theatre to sign the contract. I will announce on Instagram what I'm doing next. So um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, thank you all. I can't believe it. I can't believe that's it. Um, but goodbye to all of you. Thank you for your messages. And um, I will see you all around. Uh, and I wish you all luck and success and happy English learning, however it is you do it. Watch movies, listen to music, talk to friends, make friends in other countries, um, and keep going. You can do it. You're all doing brilliantly. So thank you, my friends. I will miss you all very much. Uh, but this is a positive thing. Until then, bye-bye.